Hello and welcome back to Queers in the Club, your new music podcast with an LGBTQ plus focus. Today I'm doing some catch-up work as I review K Tempest's new album and I apologise because it is several months overdue, but here we go. Yes, hello and welcome back to Quiz in the Club. As I mentioned in that intro there today, I'm going to be looking at K Tempest's album, The Line is a Curve. Um, this was actually released on April 7th, so you could say this is a little overdue. However, I have been very busy and I really um, have been returning back to this album because each time I listen to it, I find something new. So I'm very excited to talk about it and discuss a little bit about who K is, if you don't know them already. And I also have read their newest book, so I can kind of coincide with that as well. So, The Line is a Curve is the title of the project, and it comes from spoken word artist, poet and novelist Kay Tempest. I teased towards this album with the first single, More Pressure, um, way back when, but the project dropped in its entirety on April 7th on Fiction Records. The album is 40 minutes of brilliant poetry delivered by a confident and full-bodied K who identifies non-binary and uses they-them pronouns. The album tackles various issues within contemporary British society such as job instability, youth unemployment, alcoholism, um, digital cultures, amongst others. All this lyrical content is projected against a very moody, often low-key electronica and hip-hop influenced beats um, it's all quite muted, through which Kay's words becomes all the more crackling with electricity. I think if you're not super familiar with this type of spoken word music, the listening experience may feel at first slightly claustrophobic. But I found the more I listened to the album, it became more addictive as you become more drawn into this brooding, moody track list. Kay also hires various uh, collaborators to help out their tracks. And the first track I'd like to talk about in particular features the vocals of Grian Chatton, aka the frontman of Fontaine's DC. And that song is I Saw Light. I Saw Light is very, I mean, I've said this word before, but moody, I suppose. I think it contains a lot of the similar palette themes that run throughout the album. But lyrically, I think Green Chatton's um, contributions, his actual words are a bit more restrained and perhaps conservative or even abstract. Um, whereas Kay's, I think theirs hits harder in terms of what they're actually spitting. Um, but I just love Green Chatton's voice. I think his spoken voice is just as beautiful as his, as his sung voice. And I really can't fault the song on that front. The backing on this one is super low-key and it's sort of reminiscent of driving down a street on a like, very empty night with just the kind of overhead lights flashing by. I don't know why I get that image, but that idea of a car driving down with overhead lights flicking by, I, I totally think that fits in with this imagery um, and this sonic palette. It's a really great track and I think it's probably one of the easiest tracks to get into if you're not super familiar with spoken word, so I would definitely recommend it. I think part of the reason for that is because Kay, not just on this particular song, but across all their songs, 
that I think people hear spoken word and they think pretentiousness and Kay completely defies that you know yes there is poetry there is lyrical content but all the things that they talk about is so um, real and heart-hitting that I think it totally comes across in all of their tracks particularly in our next one that we'll be looking at and that song is Smoking which is track eight on the album and I think this track really kind of represents the more spontaneous and poetic nature of Kay and Kay's process. In the introduction of the song we hear... Hi Dan, I just wrote this thing. It's backstage at this festival, I just wrote this thing. And then they proceed to tell Dan, who produces the track, Dan Carey, and they do it just over voice memo and it feels very raw and very open. Then later on the track, Confucius MC comes in to contribute his own um, interpretation of the song, which is really, really interesting. So you have this interesting dynamic going on of the initial voice note and the kind of interpretation by another artist on the track. Kay's lyrics definitely, I feel like, hit hard, especially given their recent discovery of being non-binary. They say, for example... Um, take the child who destroyed every inch of herself to be one of the boys. Give her bits of myself, give her strength, give her poise. My mother within me, making nothing but noise. When I smoke, I remember my mother smoking. So again, I think this kind of reflects the personal and contemporary issues in, in a wider poetic context. And it's cr- incredibly revealing and um, vulnerable, I think. Okay, beyond more than ever, I think, on this album comes across as vulnerable. Um, and that's something that they gain power out of, I think. It's sometimes empowering to share your darkest and deepest flaws. And I think they prove here that that is certainly the case and certainly is making great art out of it. But what really made this track special, and indeed the entire album experience special for me, was reading K Tempest's newest book on connection alongside the album. I really love this book because it's relatively short, but it's still composed of highly detailed but simple anecdotes and examples and Kay's own personal reflections on being connected to one another, hence the the title on Connection. The reason I pick out the book in relation to this song is because, yes, although Kay somewhat addresses their own kind of identity and the issue of like identity politics, I guess, Interesting, in the book, they say, yes, I write for others like me. Others who don't fit have never fitted. Dykes like me, they say. But then they also go on to say, but also I write for those who have always fitted. For those who don't give a shit about anything. For those who've never seen the beauty anywhere. And even less the carnage. Just outline things and passing time. People who share my beliefs and people who find them fucking ridiculous. Everyone, all the time no matter what. And hence, that's why I kind of picked that section of this song and of this book, is because I wanted to highlight that although the kind of identity politics is very much at the forefront, I mean, this podcast is called Quiz in the Club, but at the same time, art is for consummation by different people, whether they share in your beliefs or believe in your identity or not. And that's why I admire Kay so much. They have this constant dedication and commitment to art for art's sake. 
And yes, I have mentioned the fact that they are non-binary, but it doesn't really matter. That's not the point. Their art is their art and deserves to be appreciated. So overall then, I would describe this album in three words as brooding, thoughtful, and considerate. Those are three words I would use. And again, if you're not familiar with this type of music, don't worry. Listen to it a few times and come back because it's very meditative and bringing that process into your own listening habits will definitely help you to access it easier. This has been K Tempest's The Line is a Curve. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and will give this album a chance. Give it a listen if you so like. I would also highlight that you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, Please give me a rating or a review if you're so kind. Also follow us on the Instagram. It's at Queers in the Club. Thank you very much for your support and I hope you enjoy the episode. I will see you shortly.